Like, who's the type of person who at 10 o'clock at night is looking under a sink, noticing a small drip, yes. and then sending a message just before midnight, essentially, to say, hey, emergency, send a plumber. Yeah, you know who? It's a person on vacation. That's, ah, that's who's doing yeah, it. Yeah, I see. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but you got to be a type of person to do this job because people mm. are mean. I mean, I just think you got to be relaxed. You got to be like low drama mm. and you got to let things roll off because it's going to be nonstop every week. Different people saying the same stuff. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than just your finances. Today, we are going to be talking about vacation rentals. I am Daniel, and I'm joined by Grant Bodma. Hi, Grant. Hello. Hi. And we've invited an expert on vacation rentals, Shannon Kuiper. Hi, guys. Hello. Shannon is Jared's wife. Yes. And funny story about how Jared got hired. Shannon basically told me like, hey, you you need to have lunch with my husband. <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to. And she was right. Okay. I, I needed to have lunch with your husband. And now he's been a part of the family and you've been a part of the stewardship family for many years. Yes. Thank you for listening to me. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and just that, that should give you the listener an idea that Shannon is worth listening to. So- <laughs> As you're tuning into this podcast, you need to really listen because Shannon knows what she's talking about. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we get this question a lot. Hey, I, you know, should I get into vacation rentals? I hear about it all the time. Is this a good idea? Even now, like in the current kind of real estate market, people uh, have a home. They're thinking about buying another one. But it's like, really, do I want to sell my current home with the interest rate as low as it is? Maybe I should turn it into a rental or what about vacation rentals? So we're just going to try to answer those questions for people and hear some fun stories from Shannon, but then also give three takeaways that you need to consider if you want to get into vacation rentals. So Shannon, to be clear, you don't own the vacation rentals. You just manage them, right? It's like, could you explain kind of what your job is or what you do? Yes, that's correct. So I don't own these homes, um, but I manage them. So that means that in my scenario, the owners have nothing to do with the houses. I do everything. I contact the guests. I handle repairs. We basically have a money amount. So like if it's this much, contact me. If it's less than that, I don't want to hear about it. Right. So uh, you take away some of the headaches that they could have by owning a vacation rental. Exactly. As a result, your perspective on this is going to be extremely valuable, I think, for the listener. So how did you even get into this? Like, how did this become a thing? Yeah. So about seven years ago, um, I had a full-time job and my brother got a house in Pine Top and he kind of bought it for like the family to use, but then was like, hey, do you want to just help me with this? I'm kind of the one in the family that like people come to, to do things they don't want to do. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> if you want to pay me for that, I would love to help you. So that is like a gift of yours. You know how to grab the bull by the horns and get stuff done. Yeah. That's like what you do. I do it. They know it. So they're like, I don't want to do this, but I can pay Shannon and she'll do it. That's great. So I started doing that. Um, it, it went well. And then that kind of funneled into someone else I knew got a house in Scottsdale and they're like, you've been doing this. So do you want to do this one? I said, yeah, that grew to 10 houses and um, things kind of changed in COVID a little bit, but now I manage seven houses for a couple different owners and all in Scottsdale. That's great. Okay. Do you like it? I do like it. Okay. Why? Uh, a few reasons. I would say flexibility is great. 
I mean, this has been such a good job for our family for the last seven years. Mm. When I started, I had a full-time in-office job. Um, and then I stopped once we had our youngest and I've just been doing vacation rentals since then. And my job is in my pocket. I've been able to be a mom the whole time, Hmm. but I also make a great income for our family and, um, it's entertaining. Entertaining. (laughs) I'm excited to get into some of those stories. Okay. So let's, let's get into that. Can you share with us some of the stories that you have had, maybe some of the ones that are entertaining or, uh, that are interesting, at the very least, from some of the tenants of these vacation rentals. Sure. So we have like all the things happen. Okay. And I think people mostly want to hear about like crazy stuff. And that totally happens. Like we've had the parties. We've had the house trashed. We've had like illegal substances left in in the open. Uh. And they forget <laughs> their police reports. I'm like, buddy, oh you you left everything here for me to get you in trouble. I don't know. They just, they wanted to get out of there. (laughs) So we have all that crazy stuff. COVID was really crazy too, because Arizona opened up and then everyone from California came over here to use the houses as party places because they were all (laughs) stuck in their houses. So it was a whole thing. There was a lot, but I would say to me, the craziest stories we have are the lengths that people will go to not take responsibility for breaking something. Oh my goodness. So that happens weekly. Okay. But my favorite was um, I had this, it was like day two of these people's trip. And I got a text. It was like a long text message. And she's like, we just had a situation. Uh, One of our guests hit their head on the chandelier. They broke the chandelier. Their head is hurting. Like, this is so unacceptable. We need, the light is too low. Someone needs to come over here immediately. You need to send an electrician. They need to move the light up because we don't want anyone else to get hurt. High drama. Someone (laughs) is going to die. It's always high drama. And so I, I just, you know, I read the text and I'm like, that's interesting. I've had this house for five years. I've never heard of anyone hitting their head on, on a light there. So my first thought is like. I'm six five. I think I've probably stayed at the home you're talking about and I've never hit my head on it. It's, you know, you always got to question what the guests are saying. So okay. I think about it. You know, my first thing is I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Is everyone okay? You know, you got to give them that first, make right. sure everyone's okay. And then I think to myself, like, I wonder what light they're talking about. So I'm like can you send me a picture of the light you're talking about? So they send me a picture. In this picture, they they clearly show that this is the dining room. This is the chandelier over the dining room table. And, you know, when you have a house, the light is lower over the dining room table. That's a thing. Because yeah. there's a table there. Yeah. And you're sitting around it. Well, they moved the table back all the way to the wall and then proceeded to walk into the light. <laughs> so it was... so. If they moved the table, they didn't know that the... Yeah. So I text them back and I was like, did you guys move the table out of the way? And she's like, yeah, we were using it for decor on the house. So I'm like, let me just, let me get this straight. So you moved the table and then you walked into the light and now you want me to send an electrician to move the light higher so you don't... What? No. So I kind of explained to her, well... We do have the table there on purpose, um, and you're you're not allowed to move furniture, and so I'm so sorry that someone got hurt. Um, please move the table back immediately, and then I will let you know how much you owe for breaking the chandelier. Wow. Did she <laughs> end up paying? She did end up paying, and 
honestly, it's this type of scenario where like she wasn't even upset because she knew she was going to get in trouble and have okay. to pay for the light, but she just had to throw something out to try to yes try to not be responsible. So as people know what they're doing, they're just trying to play some sort of card. Always ditch effort. To Nobody try to get wants to take responsibility. Oh man. So like, what kind of uh, text messages or phone calls like? Is there any hour of the day where people don't reach out to you or do you get stuff on crazy times and crazy days or what? It's crazy times and crazy days. Okay. And it's like, I give my cell phone number and I say, if you have an emergency, text me. Okay. Otherwise, like we'd prefer if the communication stays in the apps of like Airbnb or VRBO. Okay. Um, That's just better for if there's a situation later the Airbnb and VRBO won't look at text messages, so they'll only look at what's in their system written. So Okay. Well, out of 10 people who stay there, how many actually send you a text message to your personal cell phone because it's an emergency? Oh, because it's an emergency? Yeah. Or they think in it's their an mind? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, seven. Really? <laughs> wow. Everyone loves a text message. Wow. So yeah. what are some things that people think is emergency but not at all? Um, I had someone message me. It was like really – it was like 10 or something. Um, 10 hey, at night? Yes. Okay. And he even said emergency in his, hey, I I know that you're – you asked me to respond if I had an emergency, so there's a leak in the bathroom. Oh, under, wow. under the cabinet, there's a leak. I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for letting me know. Yeah, water leak's a big deal. Um, can you send me a picture? And it's, you guys, it's not a leak leak. It's like dripping when the faucet was on. Like, if you turned on the faucet, then underneath the pipe, like, had a really slow, tiny drip, which is which is fine. Like, so glad. Thank you for letting me know definitely i we need to fix it obviously right but it's just the thought process of like it's 10 p.m instead of just like waiting till the morning to let them know that when i wash my face there's a tiny trickle of water i it's this is an emergency and i must contact her now yeah like who's (laughs) the type of person who at 10 o'clock at night is looking under a sink noticing a small drip yes and then sending a message just before midnight essentially to say hey emergency send a plumber yeah you know who it's a person on vacation that's Ah, that's who's doing yeah i see um (laughs) all right so like where i mean people obviously don't like text you on holidays do they i mean they would know to respect you it's always on holidays you know this is something just realistic about vacation rentals like they're rented out on holidays people are coming for the holidays um so just on Sunday when it was Mother's Day, I was up till 1 a.m. handling a plumbing issue. It was a legit plumbing issue. I mm. mean, I had to do it, but I had to do it. Yeah. So I was up till late. I had to be up super early. Mm. Um, and that's just kind of like the part of the job. Stuff happens and real stuff happens. And and then I would say when people are on vacation, especially on a holiday, they want everything to be perfect. So everything's yeah. an emergency. Everything yeah. is a big deal. If it's not perfect... They need you to fix it immediately, and it's really difficult to fix things immediately on a holiday. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, One of the reasons why people go on vacation is because they want to be served, Mm -hmm. Uh, or they just don't want to deal with certain things. That's part of vacation there. Uh, For some reason, people think vacation just means an escape from all the things, right? including all the things that we have to do in our daily life. So if something comes up that is outside of... I mean, they would probably deal with it on their own if they're at home. Totally. But... If they're on that vacation rental, it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, like, something that I've learned doing this, 
um, in regards to that is everybody has transitioned to like Airbnbs are cool. We like them. They're fun. We want to use them for our vacations. Like we're not all hotel minded anymore. Yeah. Like we've moved past that in general. Like if I go on vacation, I have to stay at a hotel. Yeah. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Now we've all kind of accepted like Airbnbs are good. We like them. Sometimes they're better. Yeah. A lot of us would probably say that they're better um, if you're traveling with family or with friends. Uh Um, But something that I have learned doing this that I didn't know before is while we have transitioned and we like the Airbnbs, we think they're cool. We stay at them and we're still hotel minded. Yeah. And so we haven't made that transition in our minds that like, I'm not going to a hotel with a concierge service. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to a hotel with a pool boy yeah. or with a 24 hour technician. Yeah. And so that's just something to know if you're going to get into this is that you have to fight and you have to educate people about what it is to stay at an Airbnb because yes. it's not a hotel. And that's why they chose it. But they don't remember that when they're there and they want something immediately. Yes. There is a really small hotel that my family and I like to stay in in Carlsbad. And it's, it's super small, like it's not gigantic or anything, but even that small hotel, they've got a receptionist, they've got people that are cleaning, they've right. got somebody attending the pool, they have other people attending like stuff for when you walk out onto the beach and things that you can get. They do have like a mechanic person that's like, they have, I would say probably a minimum of 10 people on staff at all times. Right. And it's a super small hotel. Totally. I mean, to think now that the expectation of folks that now is on you. Totally. As one person to manage. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. With a vacation rental, there's no housekeeping. Mm-hmm. So I know I've stayed at some where like the instructions are to like bundle up the bedding yeah. and leave it. Do you go do the laundry? I do not. So another part of my job as a manager is I manage a lot of people. So I manage the cleaning crew. Mm-hmm. I manage the yard people, the pool people, my handyman. Um, and that's kind of a skill you would need for this as well, if you can manage people. Right. Um, but the cleaning crew comes and they do everything. We try to have the least amount of things for our guests to do when they leave. So we do ask them to like load the dishwasher and start it if they can. I mean, there haven't been many circumstances where we're like, you didn't turn on the dishwasher, so you're in trouble, you know. (laughs) But we try to help our cleaners a little bit, especially if there's a a turnaround. Today, I think I have five houses that have check-in, check-out. Oh, same day. Wow. um, Yeah. So the cleaning crew does it, and that's not a cost for you because – Whatever your nightly rate is, you also charge a cleaning fee. And yeah. that should cover hopefully more than what you are paying your cleaners. Hmm. Managing people. That's something I didn't even think about. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Well, at Stewardship, we are a company that does home loans, insurance, and investments with wisdom and love. So as part of this podcast, we'd like to take a break and share with you our one-minute money tip. What is an umbrella policy? Well, it has nothing to do with literal rain where you might need an actual umbrella. An umbrella policy, simply put, is additional insurance that helps cover you for things that your other policies might not. So an example, if you have an auto insurance policy and you get in a car accident, but the damages in that car accident are above the maximums that you have in your auto insurance policy, 
the umbrella insurance policy would help come in and supplement and help for those things. Now, who needs an umbrella policy? Honestly, I think everyone should consider it. But if you have wealth that could be lost as a result of, say, that car accident, you really want to consider an umbrella policy. Or if you're the type of person who's scared of having to file bankruptcy because you did get in a car accident and you don't have enough coverage, an umbrella policy will help. It's for peace of mind and protecting wealth. You should consider it. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, so Shannon, before we get into the things people need to consider before they actually do this themselves, I want to hear another story because uh, in preparation for this, we talked about people and pools because mm-hmm. when you're on vacation, you might want to go swimming. Exactly. But an Airbnb pool is not like a hotel pool. Definitely. So tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so all of my houses have pools, and if you're going to get one in Scottsdale, I would recommend a pool. I don't, as a um, someone who manages, I wouldn't even like manage a house without a pool. Really? Yeah, it's just not summer, everyone wants a pool. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I do. But so pools, we have people come all the time, and these are just some things that I didn't expect. I've lived in Arizona my whole life, so there are things about Arizona that I just know, but I don't know that I know them, mm-hmm. but other people don't know them. And in the houses that I manage in Scottsdale, I would say 90% of, maybe even 95% of our people are out of state. They're all flying okay. in all year round. Um, and so they come to use these pools. And if you've lived in Arizona a long time, Scottsdale houses are older. So the pools are older. So inside the pool is a cleaner. It's not this whole self-cleaning thing. These are older pools. And so as someone, the pool shark, the pool shark, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a game. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. It's, yeah. you know, it goes around the pool. As a kid, you swim around it and you mess with it and your parents yell, you like, don't touch that. You're going to break it. Totally. We yeah. all loved it. It's a fun yeah. game. Well, people do not know about the pool shark. Okay. All right. And so they get to the house and I, I'll i get a text message that says... Emergency. This is an emergency. I, I'm just really frustrated. The pool's not prepared. There's a machine inside of it, so we can't even swim. Oh. <laughs> like, like, that's... Oh, my okay. gosh. Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. So I have to tell them about that. So this one specific time, though, we had a family, um, young family. I'm sure it was like their first kid or something. I don't know. But they came. They looked at the pool. He's like so upset, calling me. The pool's not ready. This is so unsafe. There's something in there. It's going to strangle my kid. Oh my He's like, I, we can't even use the pool now. He's like telling me they're not going to use the pool because the pool, the shark. pool shark is wow. in there. And so I just had to like, I try to calm him down. I try not to take uh, phone calls actually, because again, like, especially if someone's frustrated and it's going to go through a whole thing, I just need it to be documented in Airbnb or yeah. VRBO. But uh, I don't. I don't like to talk to vacationers when they're when they be crazy. Yeah, on high alert. <laughs> no. Yeah. I just I'm like, oh, I'm I'm in a meeting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you ever get a text from me that says I'm in a meeting, I just don't want to. I just don't want you. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm in a meeting. Can you please message me through Airbnb? I'll get back to you right away. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this guy he just could not comprehend that we had a pool shark in there. So unsafe for his kids. So I just, I had to talk to him, talk him through like why we don't keep it out because it's on a schedule. If you keep it out of the pool, then it'll turn on, it'll suck air, then it'll break. That's a whole thing. So I told him if, if he's really like nervous about it, he can take it out of the wall or he can take it out while they're swimming and then just put it back in because it cleans the pool. And if, if it's not being cleaned, you'll have another problem with me later. Yep. And so he he really doubled down and the pool's not safe and now I have to now I have to do pool maintenance you're saying? 
So, <laughs> well, that so, shark actually does the pool maintenance for you, sir. Yeah. So just leave it alone. Yeah, so that's fun. And we have pool skimmers at the house, but I, I'll get pictures and text message of a single leaf in a pool. Oh. Cannot believe it. Or they wake up in the morning and, you know, God forbid, the wind has blown leaves oh, in the pool. Where is the pool boy? Uh, why did you turn on the wind, Shannon? <laughs> you should not have done that. Look, it, this is... Uh, can be fun and funny to to listen to, but these are all real stories that have all happened, and they're all things that you need to consider prior to getting into this. Yeah. Do I want to own vacation rentals? And sure, maybe you can ask somebody like Shannon to do it for you and have somebody manage it for you so you don't have to do it yourself, but that leads into our, our first thing that you need to consider, and that is you have to count the cost. Um, are you going to be the type of person who's going to manage it yourself? Or are you going to pay somebody else to do it? Because if you pay somebody else to do it, that is going to be costly. Uh, insurance on vacation rentals. If you have not seen our blog about insurance on vacation rentals, go check that out, stewardship.pro forward slash blog. But insurance is more expensive because there's more liabilities, more people in and out of your home. I mean, you even mentioned the chandelier issue, which is kind of funny, but there are legit issues that could potentially happen if a tenant is is in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to have the right insurance because if you don't, it could take a huge hit to your to your net worth. So make sure you're protected. That's going to be a little more expensive. HOAs not not all HOAs even allowed right. vacation rentals, but like that's a cost. And Shannon, my guess is you don't get the same price on you know for the daily rate on the vacation rental three sixty five. Mm-mm. Like it changes all the time. Yeah, I have different monthly prices all year round. Yeah, so that's another cost that you have to compare. Is the income that you're going to get is going to be different based on the season that it is? Not only for the, the cost that you can charge, but there's no way people are in there 365 days out of the year. I mean, how on average about how often are people actually in there, and are you getting income on a property? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to depend on the kind of house you have and the location. The ones yeah. that I have are all in a couple miles of Old Town. Um, yeah. They're all like four-bedroom houses, and we have them so they can sleep 10 to 12 yeah. people. Um, and so mine are booked at least three nights every weekend the whole year round. Okay. And then we have like our high seasons are going to be January through May. And Mm. in those times, we'll have the three or a four day weekend every weekend and then a few days in the week. So they do well. I was surprised about the summers. Always every weekend is booked. But the bachelorettes love a cheap flight to Arizona. Yeah, that's true. Like Arizona, in and out, flying in and out. You never have to worry about weather, like canceling your stuff. And there's just a lot of really good restaurants here that people don't know about. But they do, and they come and stay in the vacation rentals, that's yep. for sure. Yeah, that's a really good thing. You have to count the cost in totality, uh, all the extra things, uh, but then also understanding what the income is like. And this is super important. Yeah, sure, your mortgage on your home that you're thinking about turning into a vacation rental might be super inexpensive because you got it at a great time where interest rates were low, especially if you used Shannon's husband, Jared. He probably helped you out really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like those things are are important. Um, what about unforeseen costs? Are there things that people do have to think about? Like, hey, you know, you, this this comes up fairly often. You have to pay for X or Y or Z. Broken pool sharks. Broken pool sharks. <laughs> um, actually, yes. <laughs> uh, pool maintenance, you know, pool maintenance, yard maintenance. Um, and I would say, actually, pool, um, they are used a lot. And a lot more than you would at your personal home with different mm. people, with oils, with um, beer getting mm. spilled into pool, which is Uh-oh. really bad and <laughs> makes pools turn green pretty quickly, I've learned. Mm. So um, I would say pool maintenance is like a big thing that is always a problem. 
Um, but of course, you have to fully furnish the home, and not only fully furnish, but you need everything you would need to live in it. So utensils, yeah. like a whole full kitchen, you know. So mm. you got to have all that money up front. Startup costs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I would say replacements. Uh, so many replacements all the time. Sheets. Um, I'm sure if you've lived in Arizona, you've heard it's a dry heat. We all like laugh about that. It is a dry heat and it causes a lot of bloody noses. Hmm. So blood on sheets all the time from bloody noses. Yeah. It happens all the time. So we're constantly buying new sheets and that, and some of that stuff is covered by guests, of course. Yeah. But, um, also with all this stuff being used all the time, um, replacements, it's just a big deal. All the outdoor furniture, mm. if you live here, you know, it's trash. Your own stuff is trashed in a year. Well, when it's getting used so much, it's just stuff has to be replaced all the time. Yeah. And then the other cost I would say is, um, your appliance repairs are oh. a really large cost. And I mean, just this month, I think we've repaired like a freezer, a fridge, we're replacing a washer and a dryer. Um, there's just like constant, I, I had to call like a AC company last week too. Um, they're getting used so much more than they would in your own home and they break a lot. Yeah. And, and this is really important to note. Uh, one, your attitude when you pay for a vacation rental. Now, you know why it costs the rate it does each night because the owner has to cover all these extra costs. Right. But then if you're considering this, our step one is count the cost that includes the cost to repair things. Man, I even think a furniture piece, like even if it has like a, a rip or a cut in it that you might just like turn the cushion over if it was your own house. Well, if it's a vacation rental and you want to provide an experience for people that they want to come back and repeat it, you're going to want that stuff to be nice. Yeah. All right. So step two is consider the commitment. Shannon, there are two types of commitment that have to be considered. What are those two and kind of what are your thoughts about them? Yeah. So I would say like mentally is the first thing. I think mm. that all of this like sounds really great and it's fun and you make money and I make a good living. So like, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but you got to be a type of person to do this job because people mm. are mean and they're yeah. needy. And if you're somebody who like needs everything to be perfect or I mean, even you would think maybe people pleasing would be great because it is customer service in a lot of ways. Um, but also your owner's not going to love you very much if you're like handing out money to everyone when they're upset because they're always yeah. upset and everybody wants money. So it's a lot of like um, problem solving and a lot of confrontation that you have to handle Ooh. kindly and calmly. Um, so if you don't like confrontation, this is not something you probably want to be doing. Oh, definitely not. And wow. if you're sensitive, because I mean, they are vacationers are rough. And so if you're someone who's going to like take things to heart, or maybe this is like, and maybe this is your old home and you're going to transition it. If you're connected to that emotionally, yeah. it's maybe not best for you to be the one doing it because yes. that makes fun of the floor, floor plan and that irritates you and you cry about it <laughs> totally. because your grandpa made that floor plan or whatever. Yeah. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had a few friends that have gotten into it and it just, it's turned out that like, They'll text me and be like, how can you do this? I'm like with one person. They're always texting me. They're always calling me. So, I mean, I just think you got to be relaxed. You got to be like low drama hmm. and you got to let things roll off because it's going to be nonstop every week. Different people saying the same stuff. So can you handle the emotional commitment? If you're the type of person who is going to stay up at night because somebody said something about the faucet leaking, you you have the personality where you know how to handle it and laugh it off, with it, which is a skill and it's great. 
but that's not for everyone. Right. Yeah. So what is the other commitment that you need to consider? Yeah. So I'd say time. And this is kind of like the bittersweet part of it because I, the probably my favorite part about this job is the flexibility. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I can go on any vacation I want. I don't have to check in with anybody. Um, But also I'm 24-7 on and I have to be available at all times. And some days that's great because I don't hear from anybody. And then some days it's Christmas and I'm dealing with a renter problem. Mm. Um, And so it's just kind of this like this time thing. Like if you want to be glued to your phone, you got to be. I mean, that is a downside, I would say, is just you have to have your phone all the time because it's not just renters. It's inquiries. It's future people that are asking questions. Yeah. And the way to get a renter for Airbnbs is to be the first one to respond because they want to feel like there's someone that they can talk to quickly. And wow, so yeah. I almost tip. respond quickly, more quickly to inquiries than I do people actually staying at the so house good. Um, because – I know that I need their business and they want to know that I'm like a real person on the other side, not like a company that has a bunch of places. And Yep. Man, that is so good. So not only do you have to count the cost and make sure that, hey, is this going to be a wise thing for you to do financially? Consider some of the stuff that Shannon mentioned. But we also want to consider the type of commitment that it's going to be. Commitment emotionally and commitment of time. Is this something that you're willing to engage in? Sure, there's flexibility and there's some benefits, but there's some downsides that people probably don't know or don't expect. And which kind of leads us to our, our last thing is you really have to consider all the unexpected things. And to me, that just means you have to have margin. Do you have margin right now in your finances? Meaning, do you have enough money in savings? Not just the normal three to six months emergency fund that we talk about for your own personal finances, but you're almost like you need emergency fund just for each property you own. Wouldn't that be right, Shannon? Like you got to have money set aside? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's just stuff that comes up all the time. And hopefully if it's a damage or something, you can work it out. And they are pretty good as long as you have evidence, but there's always... There's always times where you can't prove Yes, and you got to cover stuff. Yep. Yeah. So do you have margin in your time or sorry, margin in your finances, but also, as you mentioned, that time thing needs to be considered. How's the margin in, in your time and in your life? I mean, if you don't have flexibility as like you do, like you're, you know, you, you stay at home, but your kids go to school and all the things you, you love the flexibility that it provides. But if people don't have that flexibility, can they even do this? I mean, it'd be really, it'd be really tough. And and I'll say, even with my flexibility, I'm managing seven houses now, um, and I have an assistant. Hmm. And so that's something that I gave myself after several years of doing this, of just like I, I do need a vacation and I do need that margin, and I didn't have it for six years. Yeah. And I handled that, and it and it was okay, but it got to be too much for me as well. And so hmm. I have an assistant now. And, um, she, she covers for me once a month so I can have like a weekend off and then she does other stuff for me, but that's not something I could afford to do until I had multiple houses. And so it's hard. Yeah. It's it's really hard. And as a mom and there's all this, you know, you don't want to have your phone all the time and you want to focus and you want to be with your family. Well, I I literally couldn't do that for, Mm. I mean, I could focus and be with my family, but I had to have my phone in my pocket. And if it buzzed, you had to check it to see what was going on. Yeah. That was just a reality. Yeah. Yeah, these are really important things, I think, for you to consider. Sure, a vacation rental might sound like an awesome idea, and it might be the fun, new, sexy thing that everybody's doing and talking about, and real estate is a pretty stinking good investment, uh, especially if you consider what what else is happening in other markets, right? You might say to yourself, man, should I do a vacation rental? Well, hopefully this podcast episode and hearing some wisdom and actual experiences from Shannon will help you understand if it's a good idea for you or not. Again, top three things that you got to consider, count the costs, 
consider the commitment, but then also you have to have margin so that you can cover the unexpected. Shannon, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. fun. This is super good to, to, to provide to our community who is asking these questions now. Uh, if you thought this episode was helpful or you know somebody who's considering this, forward this episode to them and it might be helpful in their journey or thought about endeavor of getting into vacation rentals. All right, we'll talk in a few weeks.